Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, dear mom, joined as always by dear dad. Hi. How's it going, dear dad? Pretty good. You start. You try to startle me with that every time. I mean... Well, it, every other time, which drives me unpredictable. It works a lot of the time. Unpredictable. Well, anyway. Sometimes I jump and scream. <laughs> Hi, it's good to have you here. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be here. Okay. Um... Do you have a German word of the week prepared, or would you like me to pause the podcast so you can come up with one? Yeah, I'll come up with one. It's, you don't have to pause it, though. It's fine. Okay. Do it later. There's pens behind you if you need to write it we down. We got a drink. Cocktail of the week is the dark and stormy again. But we did. We uh, we went out for burgers and tater tots tonight, and so I put my first rating in our untapped account. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I managed the untapped account um but for, for me thank you gr dad is the one who actually drinks the beers so uh <laughs> it's very symbiotic i drink you rate yep so uh let's see i'm pulling up your profile here all right so if you want to be friends with us on untapped and go 13 is gr dad's account i manage it gr dad dictates the <laughs> ratings and stuff to me i type so i take the pictures i type the text but he dictates the text it's very interactive i drink the beer he drinks the beer, but it is a collaborative process. Um, but today, so I'm not a big beer fan, but I do like a good dry, dry cider. Not farmhouse funky stuff, just a nice dry cider. The first time I had a good one, like not a strong angry bro. mics or freaking. No, that yeah. stuff is like a freaking Jolly Rancher. No. Oh. Uh, like I had a strong bro the first time. I'm like, this is what I want beer to taste like. But it doesn't taste like that. No, it's apple cider. It's cider. It's delish. So anyway. I had a cider today at the place, and I put it in there, so I got to do my own rating, and I believe it was delish. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Ingo13, if you want to be friends with your dad on Untapped, beer drinkers of the world. Unite. Yep, and then we got home, and we're just like, let's just have a dark and stormy do podcast. Well. So uh, this week's podcast is going to be GR Mom's thinly controlled rage about people who don't know how to raise puppies it's the time to get real Ugh. shit's about to get Shit real it's gonna get so real Pro- podcast you Ugh. did some of that on snapchat yes i know and so this is just gonna be the longer version of what's on the snapchat uh so as you probably have seen we are kind of fostering toby a nine-month-old golden retriever we thought he was six the math was wrong he's like nine and a half months old um he who knows what else they lied about? Who knows? Maybe he's not even a boy. Oh, no, wait. He's kind of a boy. He's definitely a boy. Yeah. Um, has had absolutely no training. So it seems like what happened is he's exactly the right age to have been a Christmas present. Get you a little golden retriever puppy with oh, a bow in a box man. for Christmas. He was, his birthday, I think, is October 24th, which would put him at eight weeks right at Christmas. I mean, it's exactly the age. It's like those Christmas Easter chicks. Present. Jared Dad is smooshing his nose against the pea screen. It's like those Easter chicks, except <laughs> this is a puppy, not just a chick. Also, Easter chicks, don't fucking do that, everybody. They're just going to die. You're not going to raise chickens. They're, nobody should get an Easter chick unless it's made out of chocolate. You're going to get a baby chicken? Then what are you going to do with it? Some kid's going to fucking squeeze it and kill it, and it's terrible. Oh, that yeah. escalated quickly. I have very strong feelings about this. But Jesus gave everyone chickens, no, and that's why we... that's not what happened. No. Here comes Jesus. Uh, he hates eggs. Hide the eggs. No, that's not <laughs> it either. 
Right. No, Easter's none of this is true. Easter is a bit of a mystery. So, uh, what's the big bunny that lays freaking chicken eggs? I mean, do you actually want to answer that? Because we it's can talk about creepy. it. Creepy. Yeah. All right. I was an Easter bunny for uh, Halloween once. We we've got to. It was you, creepy. Where is the Easter bunny costume? Is it at your house in Virginia? Yeah, I think it's in the attic. All right. I mean, that definitely needs to come here Oof. when you sell your house. Yeah. Yeah. You were the tooth fairy, and I was the Easter bunny. That was a great couple's you costume. You were a hot tooth fairy. Oh. You were an adorable Easter Holy bunny. Smokes. You had a bag of teeth. Rain. Rain. That's rain. I was. <laughs> we pick up like every little sound on these, and there was just like weird white noise. It's just rain. Yes, I had a bag of teeth as the tooth fairy, and we went to this like great so we went out that halloween we went to our favorite bar the one we got engaged in and then in like their back room like a a bunch of combined bars uh owned by the same people had like an 80s dance party which is like that was pretty good maybe the funnest halloween i've had but poor g our dad who's so hot he's he gets hot anyway like you can have him outside and it's like 75 degrees and he's in shorts and a t-shirt and he'll sweat and here furry outfit here we're in like the club it's hot there's no air conditioning back there it's hot because it i mean october end of october in dc can be cool but it's not in this one i know i was walking around in my costume which was just like you know a little skirt and a top it's not terrible uh but i didn't have like a jacket or a sweatshirt or anything i was perfectly comfortable so it was hot yeah and jared dad's yeah this full bunny costume with a head (laughs) big freaking head so by the end of the night he has like unzipped the front of the bunny costume the head is gone obviously it's like under my arm he's got <laughs> one arm out of the costume <laughs> and he's swinging the like arm of the costume you probably don't even remember swinging the arm of the costume around his don't part of the those dance details. <laughs> it didn't have a tail i gotta swing something tail. no it was we had a very good time that night that was pretty fun that we will make sure to break out there was a, the there was a while costume. where I liked all costumes that hid my face. Yeah. I posted a picture of us, I mean, in the last six months on the Golden Ratio account. Yeah, of that, of me as the Tooth Fairy and you as the Easter Bunny. Really? Oh, no, no. I was Bo Peep and you were Sean the Sheep. That's the one I posted. No. Bo there Peep was a Tooth Fairy um, Easter Bunny too, though. Yes, yes. There was, there was both. Uh, I'll see if I've got, I don't even know if I have a picture of us as the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. Hmm. Anyway, uh how did we get on that easter, easter oh just bunny. easter okay yeah, yeah. easter okay. chicks all right don't, so don't give dogs for christmas is don't really give dogs for christmas don't give chicks for easter don't yeah. buy animals unless you're going to raise them into happy healthy adults so poor toby probably a christmas present um and then uh, yeah. just no training so here's what happens people are like oh my god golden retriever puppy it's so fluffy it's so cute i want it so much and then it's like super fun for the first few hours and then it pees on the floor and then you put it in the crate and then it's fun for a few days and then it's peeing on everything and it's chewing up your shoes and maybe your furniture and, and cries at night cries and cries at night and then and that's if you keep it crated if you don't keep it crated then it just runs around the house and it gets in the trash and it eats your stuff and it does its business all over the house and uh and so then you keep it in the crate more and more and then the dog needs a lot of exercise especially once it's not a teeny tiny puppy and it's like a few months old needs to run around needs to get the energy out but you don't have time to take it out for a bunch of walks and to play fetch for two hours and to like 
give it what it needs. So you just keep it in the crate more and then it barks and it cries because it's like bored and unhappy in the crate. And you're super frustrated because you don't want this dog destroying yourself and you keep it in the crate. And then you come and you yell at it because it's barking and you're like, stop barking. And then you don't, of course, go to any training classes. So the dog doesn't have any structure. And then what you get at nine months is Oh, you don't go to the vet either and give the dog a shot. So this is an extra worse. A lot of these people who do this will take their dog to the vet. Toby did not get that. So uh, our friend who is adopting Toby found him listed on Craigslist. Family doesn't want him anymore. And the excuse they give is don't have time, which means didn't train him, didn't understand that uh, it's not even understand everybody who gets a dog understands on some level that like this is a commitment it's a lot of work and if you ask them that at the time they'll be like oh i understand we're gonna walk him every day twice and we're gonna do all of this Mm -hmm. they just don't want to do it right they find it boring and they don't want to do it and so you get poor toby who's now basically full sized lanky like He's skinny. Post I mean, adolescent dog. Yeah. So nine month old golden retrievers are very tall, kind of lanky, skinny. Muto. Except for Vink. She was fat. Yeah. Uh, yeah we, we call them all the Mutos. If you've seen the 2014 Godzilla, the Mutos are like the bad guy giant animals in there. And they got like these weird, they're kind of insecty and they got these weird bendy limbs. Yeah. And we had a foster at one point who was like this, one of these like long lanky dogs like would bend all weird and we started calling him the muto and it (laughs) just happened that like every dog we get like that just end up calling him muto yeah i mean toby i'm starting to call muto now too (laughs) so maybe someday we'll get a dog and properly call him they're just like all legs and awkward and weird yeah they all like twist around and bend (laughs) weird uh so anyway the muto 2014 godzilla is excellent we highly recommend you watch it yeah uh anyway so yeah so we get these little muto dogs um but they're i mean that doesn't mean they're untrained like some of them are trained fine but toby's not has had nothing uh yeah and then on top of that wasn't taken to the vet so yeah our friend who is adopting him found him on craigslist um you know people say they don't have time which means i have not trained my dog i don't want to do anything with my dog and now he's fucking annoying and i don't want him anymore that's what that means and we get a ton of dogs coming into rescue like that people who don't have time um i'm sure there are the occasional cases where it makes sense there are sad circumstances where people have to give up their dogs but an awful lot of it is people who just like don't want to do the work shouldn't have gotten the dog in the first place and so uh she took him in sort of she's like okay i will take the dog got the dog but and we may have mentioned this in the last podcast uh is like kind of not not at her normal apartment can't move in with him until the beginning of september and so we took him until she can move into her apartment so we've got him for like three weeks and uh so she basically picked him up brought him here because she can't have him in the apartment that she's in now and so we've been talking i think when we did the case of facelick podcast i was like yeah it's gonna be crazy nine month old dog and i figured he wasn't well trained but he has been exceptionally neglected you were right uh has never been to the vet and so the people who owned him said he had had his shots and i was asking our friend you know get the records and she's like well the people say they don't have them i'm like well get the name of the vet and i'll call the vet and get the records he's never been to the vet the people who owned him were like well the breeder gave him shots so he doesn't need anything till he's a year old 
This is untrue. Uh, they have to get a rabies shot to even be legal. You cannot have a dog who doesn't have a rabies vaccination, period. And that's required by four months. Rabies will kill you. Yeah, dead. it sure Straight will. Straight out, no cure. You done. can't get over rabies. Finished. You're dead. One person has ever gotten over rabies. Yeah, it is crazy. It's bad. Get the freaking vaccinated. Um, and you can. there's all kinds of stuff that can get it to you. So, yeah, he's never been to the vet. So uh, hadn't had any of his vaccines. Obviously hasn't been fixed. And uh, so we're going to talk about, like, if you're going to get a puppy, or frankly an adult dog, but especially a puppy, um, thing number one, you got to get the dog its shots. It needs rabies. It needs lepto. It needs bordetella. There's ones Kill that are like... cough. Is that part of it? Yeah. Uh, so there's a handful of vaccines that are like required. There's other ones like you can get a Lyme vaccine, which we've talked about on the podcast before. Not required, but like if you want to take your dog to doggy daycare, frankly, if you take your dog to the park, um, there's stuff that they should have and it's required in a lot of places, sometimes legally required that they have to have these vaccines like rabies. Every dog has to have the rabies vaccine. So uh, some of those are one-time things, but some of them have to be done like three shots three weeks apart so we did toby's first round of shots did his first checkup um you know it's a few hundred dollars to get that um i mean i think his bill was maybe four hundred dollars for that first visit and if you get them as a puppy they're going to have more visits than that and uh then you got to get them fixed so you don't have to get them fixed as early as we are. So the, and I've ta just talked to my vet about this, the recommendations for the bigger dogs like Goldens are that you try to wait till like a year to 14 months because eventually it like helps them have fewer joint problems if you can wait longer. But you can't always wait longer because Toby, for example, gets like all that testosterone going and are just a total pain in the ass. They jump on everything. He keeps trying to hump all the dogs. Um, and it's just sort of like unbearable. If you train them right, you can control that. Uh, but he's had no training. And so he is off at the vet right now. He hasn't had socialization fixed. either. Right. So it's like you can yeah. train good. That's good. But also just like introduce him to other dogs, introduce him to people. I mean, they, they get sort of a, a, a training socialization from other dogs too, where it's like, if you're too annoying, the other dog will nip at you or the other dog will yeah. bark at you and you'll be like, oh, I shouldn't chew as hard or I shouldn't bite the tail or, you know, yeah. there's, there's learning that goes on there too. And then this poor Tobes is learning. that. No, now. that's right. So there, yeah, that, I mean, that's important. There's two parts. So socialization is one. You don't have to pay anything for that. Take them for walks, have them meet other dogs, take them to the dog park. Um, you can do it in a controlled way. So Hops and Vank both went to puppy class, which is like 10 minutes of training and then, you know, 40 minutes of running around with the other dogs. So yeah. everybody gets used to everything. But it's, it's important, right? It's you, critical. You think it's just oh, playing with other dogs, but that's really important. It's how they learn to not be an asshole, which Toby has not learned. Like we love him and yeah. he's a, he is a good dog, but... He's jumping on everybody. He's stepping on everybody. Sniffing Riley hates him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Riley shows his teeth at him now when he comes near him. Um, they're not getting a fight, but like Riley will bark at him, doesn't want him anywhere near because um, he just doesn't know how to control himself and modulate himself. And, and, and that makes other dogs really nervous. Yeah. The first time a dog like barks and kind of nips at you and gives you like a half chomp, 
you learn really fast that that's inappropriate behavior. And, yeah. and that helps with the humping too, right? If your dog starts to hump another dog, the other dog often will like make it really clear that that's not okay. Right. And they learn, but it's much easier to learn that as like a three month old than a nine month old yeah. where you're huge and all this is going on. So, yeah. so that's the socialization part. And then the training part is like dogs, dogs really want to do well by their humans right? They want to make their humans happy. And that means they have to have stuff to do. They have to have expectations to meet. And some dogs want this more than others. Like Vink doesn't really care. Um, but she, I mean, you can tell that she like, she knows the rules, right? And you know, like she, the, Vink's worst stupid habit is that she likes to eat Kleenex. Like if we grab a Kleenex out of the box to blow our nose, Vink like sits up alert, Vink shows up from comes the over next and room and is like, what? <laughs> we had to put lids on all our trash cans because she would like pull the Kleenex out oh, of the trash. It's pull, so She ate gross. them out of your pockets. It's, oh yeah. All of my clothes, the, like my PJs <laughs> at home that have pockets in them have holes chewed in them because Vink isn't smart enough to find the pocket and just stick her nose in the pocket. So she's like, well, her pants are inside out, so I'm just going to chew a hole through this side of the pocket <laughs> to get the Kleenex out. I mean, she's obsessed, but she knows that she's not supposed to have them. <laughs> so, true. like, if I blow my nose and she sees me at the Kleenex, she'll stand there and look at me and look at it and look at me. She's like, I want to eat that thing, but she doesn't come and just, like, grab it out of my right. hand. Right? Like, yeah. she knows. And, uh, and so even the she... But Hops, on the other hand, like, absolutely wants to do stuff and that's why when she was a puppy like she was great she was like doing tricks like all kinds of stuff yeah. like she loved to have a thing to do and regardless of where they fall on that spectrum they need like basic obedience and manners don't jump on people know how to sit have like a rough stay i mean a good stay is great where you can like walk away and come back but just like a good stay where it's like hang on a second wait is a command that we do a lot wait, yeah. um that we practiced in puppy school so and hops is great at it but even vink is dumb as she is is pretty good where like we walk out the front door and i need to lock the door and i'll be like wait and they'll stand there yeah. and it, you know it won't last for a long time but it's enough um like just those basic things because once they know that and they and especially come which took us you know, Vink had to do a special class on it. Uh, Hops was really, we've talked about trying to get Hops to come. Uh, but having that recall, like that's so important. And then once they know that, you're able to like play with them, do stuff, and then be like, Vinkman, come. And she knows what that means. I tried to say it quiet so I don't actually wake her up and make her come. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then they know like this is the thing that I'm supposed to do. And they respond to it and it makes them happy. And if you don't teach them anything... If you just, you know, they misbehave, you lock them in the crate and then yell at them. They just don't know what to do. So it's like they're there and they want to make you happy, but they don't know what the right thing is. And you've never told them. And yeah. so they're just kind of crazy, just like floating around. And uh, and that's and anxious. They're like super, super anxious because they want to do the right thing and they don't know the rules. Why am I getting yelled at again? What did I what what happened? Right. It's it's you just imagine like the yeah. confusion of a of a dog because they. They want to do the right thing, but they don't even know what it is. Yeah. And even if you're not yelling at them, they're still anxious because yeah. they don't know what to do. Like Riley was clearly very well trained by his previous person. And, you know, we saw like on the first day, like he'd come in the kitchen. If he wanted a snack, he'd sit and look at you because he yeah. knows like this is a thing 
that people want me to do. But he also chomped that banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> he does steal the banana bread on my hands. He's a bit of a thief. I don't really tell him no because I Team think it's adorable. Thief. <laughs> but yeah, so so it makes them super anxious. If you have an anxious, out of control dog, a lot of times that's because you haven't trained them. And yeah. if you go, just go do like basic obedience training, they will be way happier. Puppy star, yeah. I mean, they'll, yeah. And uh, and then on top of that, like aside from never going to the vet, what we found with Toby is that he was he's familiar with the crate. Like he clearly spent time in the crate. Um, but when I would so like the first day we had him, we put him in the crate so we could go to lunch. Right? You don't leave him outside the crate definitely if they don't agree with all the other dogs, which is true here, or if you don't know what they're going to destroy. So he clearly needs the crate. We put him in there. He was fine. We go to lunch, we come back an hour later, and I go down to where the crate is and am my super normal self with dogs, which you all know. And I was like, it's Toby, hi, how you doing? And he looked at me and then he like cowered a little bit and then he rolled over on his back and showed his belly and then he peed on himself in fear. Why does that happen? Because you leave him in the crate for like 10 hours. You're not that scary. By the way, you're I, not. I mean, you're not inherently that terrifying. <laughs> like, I don't even approach it aggressively. Like, anytime we foster a dog, it's always like be as super gentle as possible with them, and like as reassuring as possible. And so, why does a dog cower and pee himself in fear when I'm coming up that way? It's because previous owners put him in the crate, leave him in there for a long time. He really needs to get out probably to pee also just to move he starts barking because he's stuck in there they get pissed off that he's barking because they don't want to let him out because he's not trained and he's going to do stuff he's not supposed to and then they walk up to the crate and scream at the dog for barking and so he knows anytime a human approaches the crate that he's going to get in trouble and they're probably going to bang on the crate or do stuff to scare him and so that he now associates people approaching the crate with something he should be afraid of stuff yeah yeah yeah, so the result is we shouldn't take in nine-month-old dogs, uh, which is not Toby's fault. I mean, even if it were a perfect nine-month-old dog, they just have too much energy for our squad, which we sort of learned with Gozer, uh, who didn't have a lot of the problems Toby does. Yeah. But it's just too much. But even Sizzle was a was an adjustment. She would have been fine because she's a little angel with no teeth. But but she but, was a nine-month-old. No, that's true. I mean, what I'm saying is like nine months olds are the problem. Uh-huh. We had six dogs. I mean, we had Maggie and Riley together and everything was perfectly fine and peaceful here with six dogs. Yeah. Sizzle also was perfectly fine here. Like she needed more individual attention than we could give her, which is why it's good that we adopted her out, even though she fit in fine. Uh, a nine month old is never going to fit in here. Like we just need somebody more mellow if we're yeah. going to have another dog. Um, I mean, not that this was maybe we'll adopt him. Like, this is much more like... Purely temporary. Yeah. Dog sitting with fostering as opposed to like, nah, maybe we'll keep them, maybe we won't. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's a good lesson. If you ever hear me going like, well... I mean, GR dad will do this first, but, well, maybe we should take this nine-month-old. You'd be like, GR mom, no, don't do it. You don't want that. Only old or sick dogs. That's all you get. <laughs> old, sick, or tired dogs, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so... If you want a puppy, you have to be prepared for lots of walks, lots of exercise. And if you live in a city, way more of that because 
they don't have your yard to run around in, so you have to take them out a lot more often so they can do their business, so they can get housebroken, so they can play. Like, it is a lot of time, and you, it is not optional because yeah. what you end up with is a out-of-control, unhappy dog who's going to make your life miserable and who's going to be miserable themselves if you don't do it. So this isn't like Oof. optionally you do a lot of walks and playtime and obedience training. That's required. So listen, people, don't get a fucking dog if you're not going to do that stuff. Yeah, and, and potty training a dog in an apartment building means <sighs> a lot of elevator rides. Oh, my God. Under stress. I mean, it's just, it's a it's a le- level of difficulty. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, I... You can do it. And, and I've done it twice. They, and once they get it. it, they get it. But the uh, having to go in the elevator when it's already urgent is like a terrible oh, thing. It's so bad. I mean, it took me nine months to housebreak Kay. We were in an apartment like on the third floor. I just I was like, she's never going to be housebroken. It was the worst, no. uh, which doesn't mean don't get a dog if you live in an apartment. Like golden retrievers are actually good apartment dogs because they don't need a lot of space. They just want to be with their people. But yeah, if you get a puppy, you better have a plan for like how when they start making the noise, you're going to immediately get them outside so they can pee. Yeah. And they can't pee in your hallway if you have, like, an and indoor the, And that, like, five-minute elevator ride is too much for a puppy a lot of times. Yeah. So, like, maybe you get a dog who's already housebroken if you're in an apartment. Or you have infinite stores of patience and, like, fast ways to get down the stairs. <laughs> Some kind of slide. Uh, yeah. Yeah, something. Um, yeah. And, like, training them on pee pads is just training them to pee in the house. So, like, pee pads are good to, like, protect your floors. But they're not, like, a great solution for housebreaking dogs uh so you got to do that but look you don't necessarily need to pay for training like you can socialize a dog well with dog parks and neighborhood wa- walks and meeting other dogs and setting up play dates like and you can watch lots of youtube videos and there's tons of books on positive reinforcement training and obedience training like yeah. you can roughhouse with your dog yourself yep like you can do all this stuff but you have to spend a lot of time and yeah, you have to ter- teach them the basic rules. Like you can't not do that. And obviously you have to take them to the freaking vet. So I'm very pissed off at Toby's people. And part of it is because like I feel so bad because this poor dog is, he wants to be good. And when I play with him, if I like leave everybody else upstairs and I go in the basement with him or if I take him just outside me and him, I mean, he's a little crazy, but he's so, he's such a nice boy. He's so good. Yeah. He needs a lot of one-on-one attention, and that's all he needs, constant one-on-one attention, which he, which I can't give him with five other dogs, especially yeah. two that just had surgery and one that's sick. So part of me feels really guilty that it's like, I know what this dog needs, and if I just had him, I could do this. Um, you know, even though he's just a foster, like, I want to give him that. But then he's not – I can't do that, and he's not okay. Like, he is – kind of a jerk to all the other dogs yeah because he's kind of just out of control he's just all over the place doesn't know how big he is steps on people yeah pushes queso out of the way who's got like just barely walking yeah Yeah. oh where's your scar let me sniff that and uh yeah tries to hump everybody guys uh and so and like i said riley is showing his teeth at him now and barking at him like riley's very unhappy when he's around and so we kind of have him, you know, when he's upstairs with everybody, we've kind of got him walled off. We use the little fences from the live show, which are puppy pens, to pen him off. He wants to come out and play, but he doesn't know how to play appropriately. 
And so it's just so frustrating that it's like, I want to help him, but it's so, his situation is so incompatible with our situation. And so we're getting him fixed. He was supposed to get fixed today, but um, his blood test shows he probably has a little infection. Gia, dad's guess was a urinary tract infection, which could be good. It's nothing serious. I'm used to having girl dogs. Yeah. Boys get them too, though. And uh, we had, you know, his regular checkup looked fine but they want to have him on some antibiotics. So he was boarded today because he was going to get fixed. And I was out of town until late. So we're picking him up tomorrow. And then he's got to go back. Hopefully the antibiotics work and then get fixed at the end of the week. And so he'll be boarded there for a night. Normally we bring dogs home the night, the day after they, or, you know, the day that they have surgery that evening, but we can't keep him calm around our dogs and he has to be calm right after the surgery. So he's getting boarded for a night. And then next week, he's going to week long puppy boot camp. If you are a Blair Braverman follower, her dog just went to puppy training camp, sleep away camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they do have this for dogs. So if you feel like you're not an experienced trainer and you have some disposable income, this is a thing you can do. Um, it's not cheap and you really want to screen who you're doing it with. I had found a place I had been searching online for, you know, some place that will do boarding training so he can get like, I mean, they do like four or five training sessions a day plus socialization, like playtime plus walk. So they get like super tired during the day. It's all day stuff is great for them. And I'm like, that's really going to give him a lot of benefits. We're happy to pay for that to like set him off on a good path for the rest of his life. Uh, but I was trying to find a place that could get him in. And we went to this one place and I don't want to name any names. I'll name the one we're going to. The one that we're not going to. They're like, okay, bring him in for an evaluation. I'm like, fine. I bring him in. And I had called and I'm like, can he start today? I was hoping he was going to start that this week. And they're like, well, we've got spots. And I was like, okay. So we're going to do this. We're going to do him for a week and then we'll get him fixed after that. And this guy comes in and he used to train police dogs and now he's working at this place. I'm like, great. Okay. He's like, so we have two packages. There's like one where you train them on leash and one off leash. The off leash is they'll respond even if they're not on the leash. I'm like, okay. He's like, we use an e-collar for that, which is what they call the cone, right? An Elizabethan collar. And I'm like, you put them in the cone? And he's like, oh no. And he pulls the thing out of his pocket and he says it's not a shock collar. He's like, here, put it on your hand. It's more like a TENS machine. And I guess it's like a slight electric vibration collar. And he's like, that's all we use is like the the lowest sensation that they can feel, you know, except if they're like really getting out of control, then of course you have to up it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you're using a shock collar on him. Yep. And he's like, yeah, you know, we don't just do positive reinforcement here because you have to let them see that like something bad's going to happen. Like, we don't beat them or slam them into the ground or anything. And I'm like, the fact that you'd even say that is upsetting to me. So I'm sitting there and I'm just getting, like, more and more irritated as it's going on. And then he's like, when did you want to start? And I'm like, well, we were thinking about starting today. He's like, well, we're all filled. Let me go check. And he comes back and he's like, there's good news and bad news. I'm like, all right. I'm like, what's the good news? He's like, well, we can get him in. And I'm like, what's the bad news? He's like, well, I'm just going to have to stay late, but I'm willing to do that for you. And I'm like, if I'm fucking paying you, you know, $1,500 to take my dog for a week or 10 days or whatever, um, don't you dare try to make me feel like you're doing me a favor by taking my money and putting him in the thing that it is your business to do. Like if you can take him, 
great. If you don't have time to take him, fine. But don't be like, well, I'll do you this favor. So you really, I mean, he was like making such a big deal. I, I was like, is this like a cop thing left over that you're going to try to make like the person manipulate the victim? Yeah. I was just like, I was like, well, that's it. I mean, like I was uncomfortable with this in the first place, but now that you're going like, well, you know, it's really going to be a stretch for me, but I'm willing to do it for you. Like be grateful. I was like, fuck this. Like I am out. Yeah. And, uh, pushed a lot of the wrong buttons. I mean, you know, when he's showing me the collar, I'm like, I wouldn't send Hopper here. Nope. You know, and so I'm not going to send poor Toby there if I'm not going to send Hops there. And uh, so anyway, we event- I was looking at all these different places and there were some that seemed, you know, much better, positive reinforcement, the stuff that we like, but uh, didn't have any spots open until after he would have left. So what I found is Old Town Pet Resort, which we've talked about, a uh, luxury pet resort where Hops and Vink have stayed. We also uh, took the girls swimming a couple times there with Tina. So if you've seen pictures of the, the girls like swimming in a pool at the resort, um, that was Old Town Pet Resort. Yeah, Queso went once. Yeah, we took everybody she one time. She did not like it. No, we took all five. Maggie, Jasmine, Queso, Hobbs, and Vink. For the first time, we went with Tina and her dogs. Or I guess just Ice, her dog, came. And uh, yeah, we put Queso in and she's like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie and Jasmine didn't want anything to do with the ewes, so they just kind of sat on the side while Hops and Vink swam. Uh, Hops and Vink swam, so the, only Hops and Vink came for previous visits. I mean, Queso but, has forgiven you, but she was pretty surly. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, I mean, it was it was fine, but she didn't like it. Um, so anyway, it's a great place. Like we've, I've boarded the dogs there before. We had five when it was just Hops and Vink. We boarded them there a bunch. They're super nice. They're friendly. There's all kinds of stuff. I mean, they do like agility training and they have playtime. And so they also do this board and train where there's like a, you know, they have their main trainer and they do all the stuff we talked about. They get like four or five sessions a day. They have playtime. No shock collars. No shock collars. Um, So I was like, great. And I talked to the guy who does it. And, you know, I was explaining all the stuff with Toby and he's like, he just really needs to build his confidence. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I'm like, he needs training. So he knows what to do so he can get more confident. He's like, that's the thing that I specialize in. Like, I want to make him more confident. I'm like, great. Said the right things. Yep. Um, And we would have started that earlier, but I think he's like on vacation this weekend. So basically Tuesday's his first day back and Tuesday's when Toby's starting and I was like, well, we got time. We're getting him fixed. Like, we're taking care of everything. So uh, even though, you know, normally we foster with great, great pays for everything. I mean, Toby's not expensive as far as fosters go. But um, this is like we're setting Toby up for a good future life, you know. This is good karma. Yeah. Like, we've got the money. We're not going to notice what we're spending on him. Yeah. And it's like so nice to be able to give this poor dog. He's had such a crappy first year, like that little boost that's going to let him go to his new owner who like really loves him and will have time. And he'll have like all that basic stuff, like all the medical stuff, all the training stuff, like in a position where he can have like a great rest of his life. He'll have confidence. Yeah. It feels like we're kind of paying back for all the goodness that we've gotten from the rescue group so yeah uh but yeah i've just been sort of like seething all week but his previous owners and then just how many dogs are out there how many dogs that we get into rescue and how many who don't end up coming to rescue who are in those situations where they live their lives and they're just kind of yelled at and 
they don't get to do anything and you know they're not well trained they're not well socialized they're kept in a crate all the time because their owners don't want to deal with them and how some people think that that's okay like it's not okay if you want a dog like that's awesome but you have to expect that like it's gonna cost you a bunch of money just to like get them all their shots and stuff you can do it if you're broke i mean i had two dogs when i was a graduate student like making when g your dad when i just tell you about this i believe like if I wanted to spend 20 bucks on dinner, like I had to save up the 20 bucks for dinner. I had dogs. I mean, they had surgeries and stuff. And it's like, you have to have a fund set aside to save up money to pay for your dog when stuff has to get done. Like this is your job. Like just like it's a kid, if your kid breaks their leg or whatever, you gotta, you know, be able to take care of that. The same thing with the dog. So you've got to like have a plan, even if you don't make a lot of money for having something set aside so you can take care of whatever's going to come up. And you have to spend a lot of time training them and you have to spend time like getting them out every day and exercising and playing and doing all this stuff. You have to socialize them. Like it's not optional. It's not like, oh, you get an A plus if you do that, but you can get a B by doing less. Like that's freaking required. You've got to do all of this stuff. If you can't do that, like no problem. Don't get a dog. Yeah. Go like help out at a shelter. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Or look, get an old dog who's trained and socialized and you don't get to ruin them no but even then you still need a pile of money and you still need time like that's true you don't have to walk them as much but like queso and jasmine like and certainly schmieg you know they all needed a lot of even queso who is like all closed off right need a lot of attention yeah like need a lot of care you can't keep them locked in the backyard or locked in the garage or locked in a crate. Like you have to be present there with them. And like, that's true. It's like, it's a kid, right? Like even yeah. if they don't need walks and socialization and playtime all the time, because they're older, you still need to be there with them and engaged with them and keeping them stimulated. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's mandatory. <sighs> Oh, I'm just, I'm mad at all these people. If you people. can't do these things, there's some really adorable dogs at Ikea. Yes, I have one that I drive around with yes. in my car. Yeah. Are you going to get a cat? I mean, I, look, don't get a cat and abuse a cat. They just need less human interaction than Yeah, they don't dogs need training. Are. They can do their thing. Is that true? Do not train cats. I don't know anything about cats. I mean, you could. I think you can. I think they're smart, but... They don't need it, right? Dogs are little fascists. They need to know the rules so they can follow them, and they love following rules. Spoken by a cat person. Some dog trainer told me that once. Dogs are fascists. They need to know the rules because they love to follow them. But cats don't, you know, they don't have that need. They can do it. They're smart, and you could train a cat, I think. But they don't, yeah, they don't get uncomfortable if they don't know the rules. They they know the rules. They're in their heads, their own rules. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, there you go. There's the rant about dogs. No. They're going to cost you money. They're going to cost you a lot more in time. Don't get one if you can't do that. The end. Don't be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Don't mess up some poor dog's life. It's yeah. sad. It's yeah. so sad. I just like, I've been crying in many types of frustration over Toby for the last few days that he's been here. And it sucks. It's not Toby's fault. It's really no, the, that's he's the double such, frustrating thing. Yeah. He's such a good boy. Like, when I just take him by ourselves, I'm like, you need stuff, but you're such a good dog. He's going to be so good once mm-hmm. all this is taken care He's of. He's adorable. All right. So, taste of the keys. 
Someone sent me this story. I was in my car at a red light when I read your tweet or Instagram post. So I'm sorry I didn't write your name down. But I mean, I know I shouldn't check my instant mess my messages when I'm. It was a red light. Light. Everything's fine. It's fine. Don't yell at me. I'm gonna keep doing it anyway. (laughs) I'll just be mad. I'll just block you if you yell at me. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so they sent me this story from May of this year, so a few months ago, in the Miami Herald. Uh, it's a story from Isla Morada, and it says, these kids were picking up trash for Earth Day. Then they found a 22-pound bale of weed. <laughs> so we got a square grouper story. Nice. Yep. Uh, student volunteers in Isla Morada were picking up clan- cans and plastic bags and straws and the occasional shoe. And then... They found a 22-pound bale of weed. So there you go. Florida Keys for the U.S. Border Patrol. It was discovered by students at Coral Shore High School during a field trip. And then uh, the cops came and picked up the drugs. So there you go. Uh, I know we have another one that we talked about. Flora and fauna of the Keys. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, we've got another one. We'll save it for next week because we don't have time. Do you have yeah. a German word of the week? Sure. What Tia is Arzt Wartesaal. Vet. Say it again. Wartesaal, waiting room. Wartesaal. Tia Arzt is animal dog. Mm-hmm. Well, animal vet. Animal doctor. Uh, animal. Did I say animal dog? Animal doctor. Yeah, Tia Arzt. Wartesaal. Mm-hmm. You can say veterinär too, because Germans like, you know, to incorporate other country, other languages too. Tia Arzt is more normal though, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the German version of it. Yeah. Veterinär is French. Yeah, you've got a lot of those little French words. It's always funny to me, like, as, uh, you know, someone coming to it, it's very much a second language to hear these, like, random French words, like, pop into German because they just don't sound anything like each other. Yeah, they'll just, like, absorb absorb it. Yep, yep, pretty interesting. Yeah. All right, awesome. Until next week, take care of your dog. Don't get a dog if you don't have time, and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Mm -hmm. Then be gentle. Bye! Bye!